Hey guys, it's Kim. And Erica. So it's so funny. We found one of our original episodes from last April when we were recording outside with the amazing birds. Like nine months ago when this was just a nascent little embryonic idea. And we're so excited to just share this with you. It just is a real conversation at the time and we just kind of love it. We hope that you love it too. Yeah, again, the idea behind this entire podcast from this moment that we recorded nine months ago up through today is you know, inviting our, our audience out there in the world to join us for our real talk, our real life conversations with friends, um, what we engage with and what we want to help each other explore and grow through. And it's really beautiful actually to listen to us just nine months ago and how much we've grown not only in the podcast realm but in our personal lives and so we really do hope that you enjoy this little step back through time uh, and away we go so thanks for joining us today hope you enjoy hey good morning this is kim with my friend erica hi welcome to the embrace yourself podcast We are sitting out on a beautiful sunny day. There is still snow on the mountains. And so we have just this incredible contrast um, between the beautiful green of spring, the blue pretty sky and the wonderful snowy mountains. So perfect setting for us to start our conversation today. Um, We wanted to talk about overcoming difficulties that you run into in your life. And what I have found um, as kind of an indicator of one of my um, things when I run into difficulties is my creativity goes away. And so I found, do you ever find that, Erica? You know, as uh, someone who is very, what is it, right-brained, analytical, Uh um, numbers, linear, I don't typically feel that I have a lot of creativity in general, so so I don't necessarily miss it when uh, when I'm having difficult periods. I find for me, um, I I get shut down, um, and then hyped up and shut down at the same time. Um, so I don't have an outlet I guess in the same way at least I'm not identifying with an outlet like you're saying about creativity Uh um, that kind of I notice goes away but I would imagine that my shutting down piece is similar you know I'm shut down in my communication I want to disappear and crawl in a hole and so I don't want to produce or or um, put out energy um, which I guess creation creativity is that Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, tell me more about what you about what you mean by your creativity goes away, how that how that impacts you. Um so it's really interesting because last week I had a birthday week which was incredible. Yes, congratulations. But I, so fun. And it's always fun to just um not make it so much about the presents and all of that, but I guess I guess as you get a little older you really realize that it's more about the gratitude and being able to step back and recognize all of the valuable things in your life and those are you did receive a really cool gift from one particular (laughs) (laughs) an amazing that will bring you joy for years (laughs) 
Erica got me a beautiful pot that will sit on my porch and be filled with beautiful flowers for years and years and years. Yes. I can't wait. Can't <laughs> wait. So, um, but what I'm finding more and more is that my birthday tends to be about that gratitude and the gifts that I already have. And it's almost a gift to remember that you have those things. Yeah. Um, so my birthday week, as I called it last week, was full of just gratitude for so many wonderful things. And um, I really appreciate that. And I know I'm getting off track here, but but I, there was a level of distraction with that. Um, you know, if I had pl- laid too much expectation on my birthday... Mm-hmm. I might have gotten down in the dumps about expectations. Exactly. And gotten off track that so-and-so way. So and so called me or didn't call me. Right. So and so planned enough for my party. So and so did this or didn't do that, <laughs> you know, and therefore it somehow proves or disproves their love and affection for you. I know those um, expectations, right? Yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. And I think that that's where we, um, that's where we dive sometimes right? Yeah. Yeah. When we're feeling insecure about ourselves and about our place, uh, in relationship with people we care about Mm -hmm. or people we don't even know sometimes, I guess, um, when we're feeling insecure in that we seek to, for these little clues of validation Mm -hmm. that we perceive the story that we tell ourselves is, well, you know, the, obviously they must love us because they thought enough to do this and 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 if you're expecting that then you're attached to an outcome and and the it's that attachment to the outcome that ends up causing all the disturbance or pain or disruption and upset emotional so it's interesting to hear you speak of the detachment from that expectation and that's actually how you ended up enjoying your birthday so much because you just were enjoying what was happening yeah it was incredible yeah and I would say that this year was maybe the first time that I got in touch with that. Yeah. Um, maybe it has to do with my yoga training. Um, you know, I'm in the middle of yo- some uh, higher level yoga training right now. And there's so much wrapped around uh, being really present and having gratitude for what you, you have in your life. Yeah. And recognizing that. And maybe even minimizing things in your life, right? So that you just cherish what you already have at a level that you can cherish it. Yeah. Because if you have too many belongings, it's too much stuff. It's too much to take care of. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that that's one of the reasons that I've noticed as I age that those friendships, like, to have those fewer wonderful, deep rich friendships that you can maintain um, that fill up your life you know it's just kind of keeping an eye on that if you spread yourself too thin I think that you you start to lose that depth you know yeah speaking of spreading yourself too thin you know it's interesting I'm like the queen of that shit um and I I it is a lifelong kind of struggle I'm I'm the multitasker extraordinaire and the you know, I can do it. I can do it all. I can get it done. And, and of course, I can do it best. So I'm going to take it on even if I don't have to. Even if it means someone else, I rob someone else of the opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I still sometimes feel like I need to take it on. Um, I The words 
come back to me frequently now that I have awareness around this is um ooh, oh, there's my dog it's okay so I, I I think often about the words of one of my really good friends um Jewel Masterson um shared with me a couple years ago when I was really struggling um I was in a pretty high profile high stress position um, running a nonprofit, a very kind of well-known nonprofit. And I was just so damn busy and I was too busy for everything. Mm -hmm. And I just would run around like a chicken with my head cut off being like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I'm busy and busy and busy. And I was at my parents' house in Colorado and my parents' house is like, we call it Colorado comfy because it is the place where you can just put it all down, wear the same friggin' pajamas for a week never leave the house and summer winter just chill out and we were sitting on the deck in the morning drinking coffee and my phone was blowing up and my friend jewel was at the house visiting with her kids and my dad was there my mom was there and my parents were like put the phone down you're here we're here you don't have to answer that aren't you on vacation and I was like, yeah, but I have to, I have to, I have to. And finally, my friend Jewel looked at me and she said, what are you getting out of being so busy? Mm, that's a good one. Like, what serving you? Mm -hmm. Because you wouldn't keep doing it if you didn't get something out of it. And she's like, that's a really unpopular opinion sometimes because... You know, why do we stay in shitty relationships? Why do you stay in shitty jobs? Why do you, why do you choose to be in a situation that doesn't serve you? And, and those words really stuck with me. Of course, I, I, I didn't know how to resolve it. Mm -hmm. um, but it kind of echoed and continues to echo. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized, you know, there's a lot of shit that I get out of it. There's a ego, mostly, for me. Um, but yeah, just the, um, you know, the the feeling of like external validation that I get from a, a quote unquote job well done. Right. And, um, but really I'm kind of miserable about it mm -hmm. and like why. So that question of kind of why, I don't know. I feel like I'm not, I'm circling back a little bit, but this idea of, you know, expectation to outcome and, and, um, you know, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of circling a little bit here. Well, but. I think that there's, you know, to, to bring that in for you a little bit, I think that um, being aware of your own expectations of yourself. Right. Right? So setting boundaries with yourself because, yeah, we can yes ourselves to death. Right. Right? And I always like to think that when you say yes, you're saying no to something else in your life. Right? There's only so much capacity yeah. And so you always think that whenever you're saying a yes, you're saying there is some no that you are laying out and probably multiple no's to bring capacity in for that yes to occur. Right. And those expectations, I think that we meet so many people's expectations externally from ourselves. Um, and we forget to just set our own expectations to keep ourselves in check. Yeah. So that we don't get, we don't go down the same rabbit hole with everybody else and with staying busy and feeling like that super busyness and productivity is, is success. Yeah. Right. 
because it doesn't serve you. Yeah. You're just tired. Yep. And and the ability to go sit out on a beautiful deck in Colorado, you can't you can't look at the trees, you can't look at the mountain, the, how we started today. You can't yep. sit and enjoy the snow-capped mountains, right? Yep, because so, I have to stare at my phone. Yeah. Waiting for an email to come in for work when I'm supposed to be on vacation. Right. It's like, where am I? You know, I'm certainly not at that table with my parents and my friend. Right. You know, my, I'm everywhere else mm-hmm. except that. And I, and I think that really does set a value. Your people sense how much you value them when you're with them but not with them. You know, I think mm-hmm. about that with my kids last week. So Kim had an amazing week last week. I had a pretty challenging week last week. You did, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it will be a topic for another cat podcast for sure, thinking about um, our own vulnerabilities and getting uh, laying bare our, our own uh, people's opinions of us and how we manage um, when people don't like us, um, whether it's for good reason or not mm-hmm. um that's kind of ancillary but I had a really tough week last week and uh I tried really hard to not let it get to me but it did hard mm-hmm. and and more than just get to me it got to me so much that it impacted how I interacted with my husband but the thing that I regret the most is it really impacted the way I interacted with my, my boys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two of my boys were just kind of like, oh, yeah, she's grumpy. Uh, you know, we'll kind of back off. But my youngest son, who, who's my biological son, he and I are really bonded. And I wasn't able to show up for him in any real way. And his he's only nine going on ten. And so his way to ask me for attention was to kind of seek negative attention. Mm -hmm. He was kind of crying about this and making a fit about that and being difficult about this or that. And in the moment I was like, why are you being so difficult? Right. When looking back on it, he, he just needed me to show up for him and show him that I was listening and cared about him because I was so wrapped up in my own shit Mm -hmm. and in my own head that not only could I not be there for him but when he kind of reached out to me about it I shut him down Mm -hmm. and you know we had a little conversation about my realization and you know that I'm imperfect and I'm not human I'm not going to get it right all the time but I recognize a little bit now about what was going on Mm -hmm. and uh and I hope to talk with him a little bit more tonight about that, you know. And he is amazing and forgiving. But but it uh, it was difficult for me to recognize the impact I had on a little person. What do uh, you think that you could have done to change that scenario? Like, like when you started to spiral, right? Because we all, I mean, we're like magnets for negativity, right? Yeah. It's just in our nature. And I... I don't know why we're, well, we, we know why we're wired that way because it makes us survive our environment, right? But what do you think, like right in that beginning of that, what um, if you could have calmed, you know, yourself down? Is there a technique that you think would have applied? Well, 
The first thing that comes to my mind is that no, there, I don't know if there could have been anything because you, for me, I gain technique through experience. Mm -hmm. And I have always, like, one of my big Achilles heels is caring too much about what other people think of me. Mm -hmm. And I've been slowly working on it, kind of here and there, I guess. But it hit me hard last week, and that's what this was really about for me. And I think I needed to experience the impact of my own kind of spiral a little bit and then look at it from mm. the from the outside to realize like whoa that really was rough not just for you but for everyone around you and so in the future my hope is that through learning through that experience of a couple of days um, it, amazingly I have an amazingly supportive husband and friends and and my children are you know we have very open communication so I can say to them hey look I'm having a rough week. Mm -hmm. I apologize in advance if I am not the best mom to you um, or partner to you right now. Mm -hmm. And they understood that. But looking back on it now, I feel like I can say, okay, I'm getting triggered with this, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm feeling really threatened and vulnerable um, because I'm exposed out here right now. And rem try to remember... A, to really only listen to the opinions of the people that have earned my trust mm -hmm. and not of other people. Um, and to take care to protect the relationships with those people the mm -hmm. most yeah. instead of taking it out on them the most. Um, probably secondary, just remove myself yeah. when I get really difficult and sometimes that's hard it's almost impossible when you're the mom of three of and a partner you can't just go crawl in a hole because yeah. you have soccer practice and pick up and basketball right. and you have to be able to drive them and some of my interactions happened when I really wanted to crawl in a hole yeah and I couldn't um but I will also say maybe and as I'm speaking I'm thinking you know maybe asking for a little more help mm -hmm. from my partner or friends to just say, hey, look, I need to like disappear this afternoon. I'm having a rough go. Could you help me take my son to soccer practice? Yeah. And I bet everybody would have just said, absolutely. Of course I can help you. Absolutely. Right. So that that is one of certainly one of our takeaways, right? Right. Is we are so bad at asking for help, especially when so we're bad. spiraling, <laughs> so right? Bad. I mean, the because spiral. there's you don't want people Ooh. to know you're spiraling as bad as you totally. are. Totally, you're like if I keep it together on the outside, no one knows that I'm falling apart as deeply as I am on the inside. Yeah, but really, that's when you need to ask the most, because you make mistakes mm -hmm. and you get into accidents. You, you know, it, it can be physical mistakes, but you make emotional mistakes. You say things to people yeah. that are hard to take back. Mm -hmm. You know, you you reflect out externally how much you're hurting internally. Mm -hmm. And you usually tend to do it on the people you love the most because they're the closest. And maybe you say it that way because you know that they're not not going to go that far. But sometimes you can do things that are pretty hard to repair. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, hopefully you don't. But um, Well, and there's two sides of it, right? Because I I actually think it's wonderful that you feel that spiral, right? That's how we learn, grow, 
create the history, know how to respond later next time. Right. Right. Because the opposite side is you just hide it all and right. you wear that persona mask and pretend it's all okay. I got it under control. Yeah. Why well, you're just being eaten alive on the inside. Right. Right. And then you're not learning and you're not repairing and you're not prepared any better for the next time it happens. Yeah. I you think, know? I think with, especially with my kids, I, I look at these situations where I am an imperfect parent and I say and do things that I, you know, wouldn't be on the front cover of parenting magazine, you know? Um, but I try to always come back to them and have a teachable moment to say, Hey, look, you know, I'm human too. Mm -hmm. I have my own insecurities. I was really struggling or even in the moment, sometimes I have the awareness where I can say, I am really struggling here. I'm doing the best I can. I'm sorry that I'm grumpy. I'm sorry that I snapped at you. I'm sorry that, and I really am sorry that I made you feel X, Y, or Z. You didn't deserve that. We will address the issue later or whatever mm -hmm. that came up. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, what's important is, is that my kids see that I'm, trying to grow yeah, and trying to learn. And then I don't already have it figured out because otherwise they're going to grow up and think, well, shit, my mom had it always under control and perfect. What's wrong with me right. that I'm so messed up inside or I can't, I don't have the strength that my mom and dad showed when really your mom and dad were falling apart on the inside or, or drinking too much or yeah. cheating on each other or doing whatever it was to cope. Mm -hmm. But to keep this outside so their kids didn't realize or their friends or neighbors didn't realize that they're having a hard time. It's like the more human I can show that I am to my kids age appropriately, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and then show them that I'm trying. I'm not perfect, but I'm trying to learn mm -hmm. and grow and be a better person. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because we all make mistakes. We all ha should have failures. If we're not failing at anything, then you're not really growing. Not really we're doing, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Right. And then the the actually, you like know, in skiing. If you're not falling down, yeah. you're not trying <laughs> yeah, hard yeah. enough. And creating that truly authentic self apology, kids see right through those empty apologies, they do. right? And exactly, and they feel the real shit. Mm -hmm. They really do, and and it's such a great opportunity to feel real connection. Yeah, um, yeah. I love I love how you put that. Um, being able to to share that growth experience with them, right? Yeah, because that's kind of part of why we're all in it is to yeah. feel the connection. I was with my with my trainer this morning, and you know it was so interesting because I was telling him about this yoga nidra. Um, session that we did this weekend and how we did a session that was focused on trauma and he said you know 40 years ago 50 years ago what do you think they did for trauma how do you think they coped with trauma they didn't and I said they, they had connection community oh. right they had they didn't have cell phones and technology and TV I mean TV maybe but way stronger communities, many more people looking out for him, 
Yeah. And not all of the distractions. I'm not saying that they didn't suffer from, you know, people have always suffered from levels of trauma. Right. But it's like, you look at now, now we're all behind screens and right. we're more disconnected than ever. Yeah. So to me, learning this new skill with Yoga Nidra, it makes it even more important because it accesses that ability to just deal with some of that trauma because I don't think our communities are offering the connection needed to, to provide that support. Yeah. You know, I mean, it might be like one-on-one therapy and, you know, and I'm not a specialist in that area at all. Uh, so there might be resources that I'm not aware of, but it's a really powerful tool. So it was really incredible to learn about that. Um, you know, kind of, kind of trying to, trying to resolve that all those the bad things the spirals that we go down they're are forced to go down and how you repair those you know in so many ways so pretty incredible yeah it, it's you know the idea of resiliency mm-hmm. and um not that you make the mistake it's how you recover from the mistake when mm-hmm. you learn from the mistake or not even a mistake that you make, something that just happens, right? Mm-hmm. Some situation that thrusts you into an uncomfortable zone, um, you know, that you you have to figure out. You know, um, I, uh, I was diagnosed with cancer about a week before my son's first birthday and, you know, went through radiation, yada, yada, do the whole thing and, um, People would always say, when I was going through it, and when they or when they learned about kind of my story, God, you know, how, I could never be that strong. How are you that strong? And I, my response has always been, we're always as strong as we're called upon to be. Yeah. You know, be grateful for the for for you know that that you haven't had to deal if you haven't had to deal with that but I'm sure there are things in your life that have been difficult and challenging mm-hmm. and at the end of the day you you have basically two options you figure out and deal mm-hmm. or you you know or you crawl in a hole and for most of us like maybe we crawl in a hole in private mm-hmm. maybe we crawl in a hole for a period of time mm-hmm. and then we figure out how to crawl our way out you know, mm-hmm. claw our way out of that, usually with the help of people who love us. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it all looks perfect on the outside or like you're really strong and handling and on the inside you're crumbling and that's your hole is your inside, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with, with having that, that hole, um, and finding that space to go retreat. Um, but it is the, the clawing our way out of that process. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a day and sometimes it takes years Mm -hmm. to figure out how to claw your way out of those darker spaces Mm -hmm. and find your way into the light. And that's the resilient piece. That's the learning piece that I think is so important that we talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, so that we can learn from each other's past experiences you know maybe you you haven't been diagnosed with cancer and had a you know a baby and all these other things but I'm sure there's other things that you've gone through in your life that I can learn a lot from and so the more we can dialogue about stuff like this it's almost like a a learned resiliency Mm -hmm. you know that you can be like yeah I you know I picked that up I was telling Kim earlier before we started this podcast that 
I watched uh, Brene Brown's um, Netflix special, and she mentions uh, describing the her reaction to when her first TED Talk went totally viral overnight, and her husband warned her not to look at the comments because they were pretty brutal. And of course, it's the first thing she did, and how she wanted to crawl in a hole, um, and she did for a little while. Um, kind of ashamed at the public's perception of who she was and what they thought she had to offer the universe. Um, obviously, when she struck a chord globally on something as important as vulnerability and shame. And, um, and her words basically were, you know, like, you, I went in this hole and then I realized that I wasn't going to let the opinions and thoughts of others who know nothing about me and know nothing about my work and nothing about what I'm trying to do keep me in a hole and to prevent me from speaking this truth to the people who really need to hear it and mm -hmm. the people who it'll really help mm -hmm. and and that the courage it took to face those fears and vulnerabilities and step outside herself and her own she's like you know here I am a researcher and I speak to fortune five com fortune 500 companies about vulnerability and how their CEOs just need CEOs need to just get out there face their own shit and here I am you know in a dark house you know eating peanut butter and watching Downton Abbey in my own <laughs> hole yeah. and I realize like okay that's fine for now yeah but I can't live like this yeah and that's the resiliency piece so mm -hmm. I didn't experience what she did yeah. but now I've learned a little bit from it you know, it's that shared, um, her shared experience is like helping me figure out my path out of my little, you know, hole that I was in last week. Yeah. I um, mean, Brene Brown's always a great resource for any sort of rejuvenation or recovery of coming out of shame, right? Yeah. She's pretty amazing. Um, so thanks for joining us. And I hope that you really enjoyed listening to that little capture of time with Erica and I long ago in the spring. Yes, it was really fun to think back to sitting around my um, my table in my back patio and just enjoying the beautiful kind of late spring, early summer day and embarking on this journey together and just kind of doing it, right? Just you know, being, getting over the nerves of, well, how, what, how do we do this and what does it look like? And, and Kim just being confident enough to come in and say, hey, we're doing it. Just sit down. We're going to start talking and we're going to record it. So that was really exciting for me to revisit. And we, and I personally hope you really enjoyed it. I know, I know Kim hopes you do as well. And so, but one of the things we did want to talk about, and just in closing of that, you know, historical little visit was um, our takeaways. It's, you know, that was a really interesting and deep conversation. Um, obviously, we weren't as comfortable in our voices uh, as we are now, but I'm, I'm excited for us to revisit and talk about some takeaways that we can share with you today. Right. So it's so funny because one of the takeaways was post my birthday, and now I get to look forward to it coming up in a few months. So it's kind of fun to look at it from the other end, right? Exactly. And so one of the takeaways there is to try to find joy in the moment, um, not in the things. And honestly, I think that still really resonates with me. I just am so grateful for the people around me in my community that those, the, the, the gifts, you know, it, it, it just really, it, it's fun. It's fun to open a gift, of course, but it really is the joy of the people 
um, that show up in your life. Right. And it's not about measuring, you know, your value to them based upon how much energy or effort they put into your birthday, but taking the moments and, and seeing the real value behind those relationships that that at the end of the day is really the most important thing. Yeah, it's absolutely a wonderful reflection. So I'm going to say that's one of one of my takeaways from that. And I think for me, after listening to our conversation again and revisiting this, is uh, one of the takeaways I have is a reminder to create your own expectations for yourself. You know, there's a lot of external expectation put on us, whether it's from our jobs or as a parent or as a friend, as a daughter, um, as a partner. And those are all really incredibly important when people uh, rely on you. But it's also incredibly important to set your own expectations for yourself, not to forget yourself in the needs of other people and to really consider uh, what is what what are you okay with? Is it okay for you to take a step back and and think about what your your level of achieve I want to say quote unquote achievement is and and it's okay for you to have a different idea of what success or expectation um, is for you than other people have for you. It's a it's maybe your first exercise in uh, self advocacy and your own confidence is setting your own expectations for yourself and knowing that it's okay if they're different from what other people have for you. And I love that topic again, and, and we're going to touch on that a lot because expectations are something we always, always struggle with. Absolutely. And so it was really funny. The other day I was, you know, reading about the mental workload of why, you know, wives, women um, in the world and things like that, how we carry so, so much mental load. And it really made me think about those expectations because when you look at your household, um, I think we lay so much of those expectations on ourselves. Yes. Like my kids and my husband are not, they're not sitting there demanding that I get the dishes done before I leave and go do anything. So we have to really, we, we have to really check those. Right. That's your mm-hmm. expectation on yourself. Absolutely. And is their world going to be completely, you know, turned upside down and fall apart if they come home from school and, you know, or work and dinner isn't made and on the table. No, actually, that's actually something you put on yourself most of the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that that's, that's a really interesting personal check. You yeah. know, uh, is, this, is this me putting this on me? Or is this someone else putting this on me? Where's this coming from? Where's the drive? And then that'll really help you prioritize what's important for you to focus your intention and attention on. Absolutely. And that feeds into our, our other topics, of course, of just respecting those roles Absolutely. You know, so that they can be be a little more... Well, you can live more joyfully mm-hmm. and fulfilled. Yeah, absolutely. So the other thing um, that we I wanted to touch on is allowing bad times to exist. What? <laughs> I know. And it's so funny because as we're listening to that, Erica's like, wait a minute. How come I keep having all these bad times? And- right. My life really is not that bad. <laughs> But in when I, I listened back to myself, I was like, dang, that was the hard. I was talking about that hard, that was hard, and this is hard. I was like, you know what? Well, I guess I do go. Everyone goes through we all go challenges. Through yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But they're going to exist yep. and they're going to pass. Yep. And we have to just remember that it, we get to the other side of it. Yep. It's not know? permanent. No. It's everything not permanent. everything is, is temporary, the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. So we just have to learn how to flow through it and not grip too tightly to any of it. 
right? right? You just, you're riding it. You're riding the waves of the good and the bad. And and I think there can be just as much damage done in trying to hold on too tightly to the good as there is in trying to push away the bad. Absolutely. Right. And then as we keep discovering over and over again, once you just let go of the result, then what happens naturally happens. Maybe that Buddha guy had something, <laughs> knew something. Possibly. Right. <laughs> right? The attachment is the suffering, right? We'll yes. get into that in a different uh, podcast episode. But uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you that allowing the bad times to exist and not beating yourself up um, for experiencing them. Yeah, life good. can't be perfect all the time. Nope. Right? It can't be. Or imperfect all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, for me, my final takeaway is... Um, the importance of sharing your growth with others, your journey matters. Not only does it matter to you, but it matters to the people in your tribe. And actually, this is a perfect way for us to kind of close out this revisit of our first podcast because the one of the whole goals of Kim and I doing this podcast is to share our journey through growth and evolution with Everybody out there in the world, whoever cares and is interested in listening to us, we want to share our growth with you all because it's therapeutic for us and we're hoping that even if it means something or, or, or helps one person that we've, we've made a positive impact in the world, what that means is it's going to mean you're going to have to get vulnerable you're going to have to show that you're not perfect. You're going to have to be honest with yourself. But what's amazing is the liberation that comes from laying down the facade of who you, you think people think you are and trying to hold up this, you know, mirror, this, this kind of veil of perfection that you've got it all together and you've got it all figured out. First of all, let me remind you, no one has it all together and no one has it all figured out. And really, no one else thinks you do either, mm-hmm. right? So you're thinking, going back to your expectations and going back to, um, you know, th- the point that you made earlier, Kim, about setting your own expectations for yourself where you're putting that on you. No mm-hmm. one else has those expectations of you or that you're perfect. So lay down the veil, pull it back, show people your whole beautiful self. Mm-hmm. imperfections, vulnerabilities, and all. Be open and honest about them and start sharing them because you'll be surprised at whose lives you might touch yeah. and, and who you might be able to help without even knowing. Mm-hmm. And so the more you can do that, the better you will feel, the freer you will feel, and then you will be an inspiration for others to feel joy and freedom too. Right, exactly. You're giving them permission Absolutely. to open, you know, open their hearts and open their possibilities as well. So sharing that growth is so vitally important. Yeah. You know, people who think, "Oh, I could never run." And you're like, "Well, let's just go out and go for a walk." And hey, we're just going to run this 20 feet. Yeah. Like, "Oh, look, you're running." Yep. <laughs> That's all it is. It doesn't mean that you have to do a marathon. It doesn't mean anything like that. No. But you can certainly hit the pavement a little bit faster with those feet. Yep. You know, or not. But but sharing sharing those growth experiences is just such a great way to connect with people. Or even just saying to someone that you trust, hey, I'm having a hard time right now. Um, I could use some help. Um, I, I just need someone to listen 
Mm-hmm. I need to bounce an idea. I'm struggling with this decision mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Inviting someone that you trust into your, you know, your intimate world mm-hmm. inside your, your mind and your heart is actually really freeing. And it's a really beautiful gift of connection that you create. And so just this is an invitation for you to explore that a little bit, even if it's just a teeny tiny little step, like Kim said, you know, it's one foot in front of the other. It's the 20 feet of trying it out mm-hmm. and seeing what happens. And, um, and, and I know that you all out there have the ability to, to open yourself and, and start to experience life in a bigger, bolder, more beautiful way uh, when, you, when you allow others to see your true and authentic self. Well, and there's another angle to that, and that's jumping on someone else's train. So when someone's in that dark place, yep. go hold their hand and walk through them. Right through that space with them. Yep. Your job's not to save them. <laughs> not to save them, but it's you can to stand hold space next with to them. them. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Let them know they're not alone. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I hope that you really enjoyed this like little double earmarked episode. <laughs> we were so excited to just kind of put it together and share it with you. We hope you really enjoy it and continue to listen. Please share this podcast uh, with your friends uh, or people that you think uh, this might be of service to. And we welcome feedback and ideas for different topics. We have some really exciting new podcasts coming up. We're excited to put forth for you guys where we interview some amazing people that will hopefully give you incredible inspiration they have for us. And we're so excited to share that with you. So stay tuned. Have a great day. Make sure to drop us a rating or a review. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.